Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. What is this? Gossip at the corpse car. There she is. <laughs> See, it's not Already so fucked easy, it up. is it? This is great. This is great. This is our monthly spinoff from our regular programming, where in which we discuss a couple of cases you've probably come across on your news feed, plus mm-hmm. whatever bullshit I come up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Random crap. Random yes. crap. This mm-hmm. is the trash queen of episodes yeah. this is the yeah this and is I love it, it. <laughs> we can't get, get it. it this is the garbage disposal of wine and crime the catch-all <laughs> it's the catch-all i'm lucy i'm kenyon i'm amanda we switched up the we switched it, it up and they got confused and it's fine i love it um okay first up amanda You got some crazy recent headlines for us. Yes, I do. Hit us with it. Last month, I asked you absolute beauties Mm -hmm. for submissions, and I got them. You did not disappoint, (laughs) I'm guessing, from her phone. So many good ones. Um, I am going to go through this list. The first one is a submission from Tiffany Cox. Thank you, Tiffany. Uh, the headline here is man arrested for stripping, performing lewd act in spirit of life church's holy water fountain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what was the lewd act? Pray oh, tell. don't worry. Get we'll it? get there. Pray tell. I get it. That was uh, really good. Because uh, <laughs> it's in a church. <laughs> um, this man is behind bars after officers say he was naked at a church and performed a lewd act. Recently, uh, the Mandan, North Dakota Police Department says officers arrested 21-year-old Zachary Burdick. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was water was chilly. Burdick. Oh, so cold. At Spirit of Life Church, after administrators called about a man exposing himself. Spokesperson Lori Flatten says Burdick had been asked to leave the church earlier in the morning because he was going around with the Book of Mormon trying to bless people and talk to them. Nobody wants the Mormons, not even the Spirit of Life Church. Okay, you're describing a Mormon and then Mm -hmm. you're describing a baptism. So I really don't see the problem so far. (laughs) I'm with you. A naked person in the dipping pond in a church. Yeah, yeah all only of this people makes in sense. the dipping pond. Yeah. The church <laughs> tells police that Burdick returned later, stripped down, and got into the holy water fountain. Yes. Officers he felt say the calling of Jesus. He did. Officers say Burdick got out of the fountain and went down the aisle of the church naked, performing a lewd act, which was later clarified to be masturbation. Oh, okay. okay. Go Excellent. figure. Now we're getting to the good stuff. Yep. And People just can't shock. keep their hands off their own dicks. Definitely can't, <laughs> especially when they're on methamphetamine. Oh. oh, there we go. There we go. Yep. So he was arrested for ingestion of meth and criminal mischief. 
uh, because the church will have to drain the fountain and bless it again. <laughs> <laughs> the damages are costing in yep. He's also resources. Yeah. He's also got a uh, <laughs> pending indecent exposure charge because not only were there people around during the incident, but there was also a preschool inside of Ooh, the church. I was going to say, yeah. there's got to be kids around. Yeah, yeah so good. he may end up having to register as a sex offender. Well, I mean, I feel he like never there should be a different line it. for people yep. who like have a psychotic break that happens to be near children right. versus like yeah. actual pedophiles. Exactly. I actually completely agree with you. Mm -hmm. I really yeah. do. That's like that whole thing where it's like if you get arrested for public urination, you could have to register as a fucking sex offender. Like, can we spend our resources on people that are yeah. actually targeting children? How about we children test some not... rape kits? Yeah. How yeah. about that? Okay. So here's another thing. And I don't know if this was just an Iowa law or if this was elsewhere in the country, but I definitely read about it. And it was the distinction between... If, for example, somebody was burglarizing a store and they were trying to get away and they shoved somebody to the ground in their attempt to flee, that's one misdemeanor charge. But if that person who they shoved to the ground happened to be a few weeks pregnant, for example, then it mm -hmm. uh, immediately goes up to like a crazy high felony with like way more intense charges. It can be very hard to tell if someone's pregnant. And if you're trying to shove people around you down to the ground to escape mm -hmm. your other felony, mm -hmm. how are you to know? Well, it might not Just even be a felony. It might be a misdemeanor, pregnant. you know, a purse snatching situation. But you could spend the rest of your life in prison if that person happened to have been carrying a fetus at the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So well. there's a lot of gray area. Well, that is not at all applicable to the story of this naked man in the fountain. <laughs> it totally but thank you is. for sharing. The preschool. Not even close. All right. The <laughs> next one was submitted by Carolyn Fava. You did me a real favor here. Um, headline Minutes after being released from jail, a Florida man was arrested in the parking lot for breaking into cars. In the parking yes. lot of the jail? <laughs> Correct. Yes. He was arrested for, for trying to steal cars, wasn't he? Yeah. Oh my God. Casey, to like leave jail. Casey Michael <laughs> Lewis was a free man for about 15 minutes, not even leaving the grounds of the jail where he had been locked up before being arrested again. The 37 year old had just been released from St. Lucie County detention facility in Fort Pierce, Florida, Always. where he'd been held on grand theft charges. <laughs> the <laughs> affidavit stupidity. says after he was released, Felony Lewis then stupidity. began walking around the jail's <laughs> parking lot, quote, acting suspicious and checking vehicle doors. <laughs> Surveillance video showed Lewis looking into cars and opening the door of a silver vehicle. The report says Lewis entered the vehicle from the driver's side and sat in the car for about two and a half minutes. He then exited the vehicle and walked around the length of the lot, checking vehicles along the way by either looking into the windows or lifting door handles to see whether they were unsecured. Oh, my God. Like he wanted a better car to leave jail with? Pretty much. <laughs> oh, my God. While Lewis was in the parking lot, he was approached by an officer. Surprise. The officer, he, he told the officer that he was, quote, waiting for his girlfriend. <laughs> In several cars. Looking yep. for my girlfriend. 
in yeah. these cars. <laughs> the arresting officer said that when Lewis was approached, questioned, and finally arrested, he gave the officer a brown paper bag with items from a vehicle. The items included an iPhone 7, four packs of cigarettes, a lighter, one Visa Bank debit card, a Florida driver's license, and $547 in cash. Damn. Something tells me that wasn't his driver's license. No, it's these are the things or he was cash. stealing from the cars in the right. parking lot. I'm saying that's a lot yeah. of cash. Hey, hi. Yeah. I fully robbed all of these cars. Yeah. So he was arrested on charges of burglary, grand larceny, and possession of stolen property and taken back inside. Oh my God. <laughs> back inside. <laughs> they put him in the back of a cop car and then just, and just were around the parking lot. The parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I'm sure he got made the fuck fun of when he yeah. got oh back my in. God. Can you imagine 100%. being his cellmate? Just like, dude. Really, dude? <laughs> he rubs his eyes in like a cartoon fashion. We're gone for 15 minutes. <laughs> this next one was submitted by <laughs> Tiffany May. And this may be the hero that we all need. <laughs> Wisconsin woman handed out pot cookies on St. Patrick's Day. Please, God, yes. Oh, oh, one oh. good thing Wisconsin's ever done. Yep. Shawano <laughs> County, Wisconsin. A Wisconsin woman is accused of handing out pot cookies to people on St. Patrick's Day. Kathleen Kraus, 57, was charged with delivering THC, possession of THC, and three counts of possession of a controlled substance. The Shawano County Sheriff's Office was called to the town of Westcott on March 16th for a report of a woman handing out cookies laced with drugs, said Karen, who called the fucking cops. Yeah, exactly. That bitch. But did she tell people that they were laced with pot? Because it is pretty fucked up if you don't tell people. If you're like, hey, have some special brownies and people are aware, then that's totally cool. I am not sure. This article does not make that clear. Okay. So it's very possible that she didn't. Um, but I am sticking her mugshot on the drive because, yes. my God, she is incredible. She is beaming in this mugshot. Like, she's never been happier in her life. She is Thank living God. her best life. She's living her truth. So if you want to refresh your gossip at the corpse cart mm-hmm. drive, there she go. will appear. You will be able to identify her pretty quickly as the <laughs> beaming woman. Ah! <laughs> she looks like <laughs> she just looks like a fun mom. She, she seriously, she's not a regular mom. She's a cool mom. She looks oh my God. like a leprechaun handing out yep. pop brownies she on St. Patrick's Day. She super looks like a leprechaun. 100%. A witness said the woman was in a green St. Patrick's Day hat and leather coat giving <laughs> and gave her a cookie list with pot, and that witness turned the cookie over to deputies. So Karen is a total Nork. snitch. Yep. Damn. The deputies later tracked down uh, Kathleen Kraus and reported she was, quote, visibly intoxicated with, quote, an odor of alcohol and marijuana on her breath. So that she could get it. So she's walking down the street handing these out because it's not yeah. like it's Halloween. No. She is just offering them to people. Well, listen, Karen, you don't have to take the cookie, do you? I guess. Yeah. I'm sorry. Exactly. If a drunk person is trying to. F- no. I wouldn't take and eat a cookie from a stranger. No, I no. wouldn't either. But Karen... That's literally where the not a witch joke came yeah. from. Was this <laughs> crazy woman handing out treats on the sidewalk yep. at like a festival. <laughs> not this a is my favorite 
part of the article. Are you ready? Oh. I'm ready. Officers asked her about the cookies, and she pulled out a gallon-sized bag that only contained cookie crumbs. (laughs) (laughs) They gone. A lot of people ate cookies that day. Yeah. Officers searched her and found a container with some gummy candies also containing THC. (laughs) She can fucking get it. My God, it's my mom. Yep. She (laughs) appeared in court on March 18th. And as a condition of the $1,000 bond, she had to remain or maintain absolute sobriety. Um, She probably had to enter drug court. I mean, I hope that wherever Kathleen Krause is off in the Wisconsin sphere, she's doing good. (laughs) Here's Mm -hmm. the thing. God bless her. Like baking weed cookies or brownies ain't cheap. No. Yeah. Like what what would possess a person to make a big old batch and then go give them away to strangers for free? Probably well, eating three to four of them first and then having a bright idea. Feeling really good and then Even wanting I to just guess. help others feel good. <laughs> I feel like I'm usually fiscally responsible no matter what I've ingested, mm. but who knows? Mm. There's literally no way to know. Maybe. Anyway, next article was submitted by Crystal Hoover. Another queen after my own heart. Here is the headline. Stolen electric shopping scooter pursued on Crossville Road. (laughs) Sure is. Cumberland County, Tennessee. A woman pulled over by Crossville officers while riding an electric shopping cart stolen from no other place than Walmart. (laughs) Claimed she was just on her way to get a cup of coffee cup of coffee <laughs> she just needed to borrow it for a second what's the big enough, deal because police responded around 5 a.m i always eat a cup of coffee at 5 a.m mm-hmm. to the report of the woman driving an electric scooter in the slow lane on highway 127 <laughs> <laughs> hey at least she was observing the lane rules yeah at least she was staying over to the right slower traffic fucking keep right mm-hmm. <laughs> When officers were able to get her to stop, I imagine this hot pursuit lasted longer than they expected. A battery they said the life. driver, the battery died. <laughs> they said the driver, identified as Sally Selby, claimed she took the cart from Walmart and was driving it to Waffle House to get a cup of coffee. Oh. Police watched surveillance footage from Walmart and said Selby was observed entering the store at 4.15 a.m., driving the electric scooter as she shopped. Around 4.40 a.m., officers advised, uh, she, eh, officers saw that she exited the business, drove around the Walmart parking lot, and then rode the shopping cart onto Highway 127. Crossville police have not said what charges <laughs> Selby <laughs> will face. Grand theft auto. Grand theft scooter. <laughs> and finally, this article was submitted by literally everyone. I got like <laughs> seven or eight separate emails, all mm-hmm. from different people, telling me I had to cover this. Mm. <clears throat> Man sues his former boss for $1.8 million for farting on him in a small office. I almost sent this to you. Oh, my God. This is my favorite thing. I read it out loud to so many people. An I engineer, haven't heard it. It's so good. An engineer sued his ex-boss for about 1 million pounds, which apparently is about 1.8 million U.S. dollars. Because he would fart on him in a small windowless office. On him? David, on well, him. Well, 
in his closed mm, office. Well, okay. yeah. Essentially, there are on details. Him. There are details. David Heinkst from Melbourne, Australia, sued his former employer, Construction Engineering, for bullying after his supervisor would, quote, lift his bum and fart on him at work. <laughs> Just like when I was in that, G- not GED class. <laughs> yep. What's it called? SAT? Nah, the A-C-T? other one. The, the grad school one. Whatever. GRE? GRE class. There Nailed it. The bar? <laughs> Mr. Hike said the flatulence had caused him, quote, severe stress and is seeking $1.8 million in compensation. But the case was thrown <laughs> out by the Supreme Court of Victoria in April. But Hanks is appealing the decision. Justice <laughs> Rita Zamet found that even if the farting occurred, it, quote, would not necessarily amount to bullying. Mm, the mean. case came before the Court of Appeal on Monday. At the original hearing, Mr. Short said he didn't remember doing it. But, quote, I may have done it once or twice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he told the court, quote, flatulence was a form of bullying and that his ex-colleague Greg Short was a serial farter. <laughs> <laughs> I can Short remembers things see it a little differently. Hanks really thinks it's bullying. As a result of the constant farting, Mr. Hanks, 56 years old, sprayed deodorant on Mr. Short and called him Mr. Stinky. Hanks said, quote, I would be sitting with my face to the wall and he would come into the room, which was small and had no windows. But Mr. Short denied he was doing it with the intention of distressing or harassing me. But Mr. Short denied he was doing it with the intention of distressing or harassing Mr. Hanks because he fucking wasn't. Justice Priest said farts were not the key issue in Mr. Hanks' original <laughs> claim. It had focused more on alleged bullying phone calls. Hanks claimed Mr. Let's Short's behavior was Let's get to the bottom part- of this. Let's get to the very bottom, the colon of this. Ew. Mr. Short's behavior the was part of a conspiracy of to rid of him and said his time at construction engineering caused him psychiatric injuries. I love that the defendant is suing the is suing Mr. Stinky for bullying yep. when he has dubbed him Mr. Stinky. I know. I know. I could but see like, it being this, bullying though. For real. This reals. concerns me because farting and subjecting others to my farts is part of my love language. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't want to be sued for bullying. Mm-hmm. You love me a lot more than I care to be loved. <laughs> I definitely love you both. <laughs> and those are my headlines. All As right. always, Bravo. please, if you have some weird, I, I especially love like small town local shit that's not going to make it to national news. That's just so hilariously bizarre. Send it to whiningcrimepodcast at gmail.com with the subject line Amanda Gack, G A C C. I want them. I need them. I gotta, gotta have them. Mm-hmm. Gossip <laughs> at the corpse cart, G A C C. Oh. I love oh my it. God. All right. Nice job. Well, nice job. Good uh, work. It's so fun looking at these headlines. I love them so much. Let's On that he- note, let's hear from our sponsor. Oh, yes. Getting fit and staying healthy always sounds easier said than done, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Learn uh-huh. that the hard way. Well, Open Fit makes it a little bit easier. You can lose the commute to the gym and let the workouts come to you. That's my yeah. biggest obstacle, oh. honestly, is getting there. 100 Absolutely. billion percent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Even so when open... I lived in a building where the gym was in my building. Didn't matter. Yeah. Didn't yeah. matter. <laughs> Same. Doesn't matter. Didn't matter. 
OpenFit takes all of the complexity out of losing weight and getting fit. It is a brand new, super simple streaming service that allows you to work out from the comfort of your living room in as little as 10 minutes a day. Yes, please. Mm, it's the best. <laughs> Everyone's bodies are different and OpenFit gets that, which is why it is personalized to your needs with custom tailored original content. It's really cool. Mm -hmm. They've got amazing trainers and classes. OpenFit classes are led by some of the most effective and engaging trainers in the world. You mm -hmm. can sculpt your bod with Andrea Rogers, founder of the worldwide sensation Extend Bar. Even oh, it's I've super heard of fun. That. It's like heard of it, it like blends ballet and like Pilates mm -hmm. and all kinds of different uh, styles into one really awesome workout mm -hmm. that I'm really bad at, but like trying <laughs> to get better. It's the beauty of having it in your own living room. No one is watching you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you can also get in crazy good shape with Hunter McIntyre, named by Sports Illustrated as one of the top 50 fittest athletes. Hi. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hello. These trainers know how to get you results quick. Mm -hmm. And this might sound super daunting because these experts are experts, but these workouts are actually super simple. You can forget all the complexity and stress around getting fit and just press play and work out on your schedule. So there are mm -hmm. some different fun ones that you can do. Um, 600 seconds is a really cool one. It's with celebrity trainer Devin Wiggins. Ooh. And this packs the fat burning, muscle building, and body sculpting benefits of longer sessions into a fraction of the time. So there are a lot of workouts like these 600 second workouts or those 10 minute workouts that are going to just be something quick that you can commit to even three times a week. Mm -hmm. Just start so small. Um, you can access this anywhere, anytime. So you can view it on your computer, a web-enabled TV. I have a smart TV with a web browser, so I can pull it up on my giant TV in my family room and terrify my dog when I'm doing those yoga videos. Um, you can pull it up on a tablet, a smartphone, a Roku. Like, there's a lot of ways that you could access it. And the results are amazing. You doing a... a a group of these workouts, you could lose up to 15 pounds in the first month, 30 days. Mm -hmm. It's wild. So if you're looking to like just make some small adjustments, I mean, some people are trying to like fully flatten their abs, not me, um, but like just feeling better, maybe getting a little bit of shape to that bod. Mm -hmm. I mean, kind of whatever results you're looking for, you can find. I'm super into the yoga videos that they have and they, they separate them out so that they start with like level one and then there's a handful of videos in level one. And then they get, you know, slightly increasingly more complicated so that as you build some skills, with these trainers, you can move on to the next tier. And then before you know it, you're doing like amazing yoga every day in your family room mm -hmm. for like half an hour. And, and you're saying namaste best. to your neighbors and in the laundry room. Yes. Yeah. But no one else <laughs> can smell your farts because you get to do it from home. Yep. It's amazing. I love it. So <laughs> OpenFit has clearly changed the way that we work out. And with our code GALS, you can join us on a fitness journey personalized mm. just for you. Again, use our code GALS and start using OpenFit for your journey to a healthier life. And right now, during the OpenFit 30-day challenge, our listeners will get a special extended 30-day free trial membership to OpenFit where you can lose up to 15 pounds in 30 days if that's your goal when you text mm -hmm. GALS, G-A-L-S, to 303030. 30. 
That's 30, 30, 30. <laughs> three, zero, three, zero, three, zero. <laughs> you will get full access to OpenFit, all the workouts and nutrition information totally free. And again, just text mm-hmm. GALS, G-A-L-S, to 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Treat yo home workouts. Mm-hmm. And it. keep in mind that that is a text, so standard message and data rates may apply. We're back for my not funny case. They um, never are. Fuck else is new. <laughs> Woo. Jesus. Well, okay. I had to do this case because it uh, dominated my news feed. I don't know about you two, but um, have you read about the murder of Nipsey Hussle? Oh, yeah. I don't know how oh, to yeah. read. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I am not tuned in, and I had never heard of this individual, but they have a lot of accolades to their name, and this case is really sad. So, great, great. 33-year-old rapper, uh, or the 33-year-old rapper, whose real name was Ermias Joseph Askedom? Askedom? Okay. I don't know, was born in L.A. to a black American mother, and his father was from Eritrea. And in 2004, Nipsey visited his father's homeland of Eritrea for three months. So he's getting in touch with his roots on his dad's side. Mm -hmm. Is Eritrea in Africa? Yes. Okay. Eritrea borders Ethiopia, I'm pretty sure, and they've been at war for a long time. So like Western Africa. Eastern Africa. Oh, right. That's what I meant. I was picturing (laughs) Eastern and said Western. Yeah. I'm Um, Googling it anyway. Okay. I hope I'm right. I think I'm right. Okay. No, you're right. It is, it's just across from uh, Yemen. Right. Precisely. North north of Ethiopia. It's between Ethiopia and Sudan. So. There you go. Um, so he said that his visit inspired his later community activist and philanthropy work. And um, Nipsey had grown up in L.A.'s Crenshaw neighborhood and was a member of a gang called the Roland Sixties as a teenager, which does not sound like it should I'm be a doo wop. Like, right? Like, no, it's like <laughs> Rolling that, 60. That, that is a serious XM channel, I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, it absolutely <laughs> is. <laughs> right? Okay, I'm not the only one. But no, apparently you're it's not. A, apparently it's a real gang. Um, but as an adult, Nipsey was uh, helping work with the community and the LAPD to prevent gang violence. So... He kind of, you know, had some rough years as a teenager because he grew up in a pretty rough neighborhood. But then, like, as an adult. He saw what he needed to see. And then he, you know, changed his mind. Well, yeah. And he, like, grew up and then he was trying to, like, really help the community where he grew up. So that's that's nice. Um, He also promoted construction and education projects in that neighborhood where he'd grown up. Uh, So, for example, Nipsey opened a STEM center and co-working space to help black Los Angeles residents break into the tech sector on their own terms. Ooh, cool. Which is pretty damn cool. Yeah. Um, He also had two children, daughter Imani with an ex-partner and also a two-year-old son with longtime girlfriend, actress Lauren London. And Lauren London had previously Mm. been 
with Lil Wayne. She had, yeah, and they had had a child together. Um, I'm googling Lauren London too. Get well, there are photos. There are photos of her on the drive. If you're curious, and of Nipsey. Oh, I Nipsey's, recognize her. She's yeah, genius. she's she's been in stuff, and mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I kind of think Nipsey was pretty attractive. Not gonna lie. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Hello. yeah. Yeah. Look at his brows. Absolutely beautiful. Yeah, queens. he's he's cute. I'm a fan. Um, so Nipsey's first mixtape debuted in 2005, and he followed it up with two more in 2008. I have no idea what the difference between a mixtape and an album is. Is it literally a tape versus an well, album? Nobody uses tapes. Uh, it's probably just yeah. a CD. I mean, it, it might be like it a might be something that's just a little bit less produced work. than an album. Yeah. Okay. Because it's probably. Uh, referring to what you like submit to a label to then have an album made okay because mm-hmm. an like, album has up. to be backed by like other th- components things mm-hmm. yeah um so by 2010 his talent was starting to be recognized more broadly um and he'd been featured on singles with the likes of snoop dog ever heard of him I have. (laughs) And Lloyd, who I actually have also heard of randomly. Um, In late 2010, he founded his own record label and continued to release critically acclaimed mixtapes. So he, I think he had been on on like an actual label for a while and then they had creative differences and then he was like, I'm out, started his own label, but was still... Yeah, he was indie. He was, like, pretty underground, but, like, very uh, well-regarded. Mm-hmm. So in 2013, one mixtape sold out in less than 24 hours. Whoa. Because he was only releasing 1,000 copies of it. And Jay-Z reportedly purchased 100 copies at $100 each. Dang. So Jay-Z was just like, here's 10 grand. I like your mixtape. Cool. Yeah. Gotta like that. It's gotta make a guy feel good. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, selling his mixtape at this price of $100 each was a statement about the value of creative work and entrepreneurship by people of color. So he was a very, Mm -hmm. like, intellectual individual. Mm -hmm. Like, really was... was, grounded. Yeah, he well, he was thinking about the work that he was creating. I don't know. He just seemed really cool. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. In February 2018, Hustle released his debut studio album. So he's already he'd already been on the scene for like 13 years, but now he's releasing his first like real studio album entitled Victory Lap, featuring guests Kendrick Lamar, The Dream, wow. and Puff Daddy. Jesus. Slash Diddy slash Sean Combs. Launching into the stratosphere. Yeah, well, absolutely, because the album debuted at number four on the U.S. Billboard charts. I'd mm. never heard of this person before. I'm so old. Um, Who? Puff Nipsey, Daddy? Nipsey Hussle. Oh, okay. His album debuted at number four. Like, I am never, I, I'm just so old. Okay. I'm and not this, in tune to music in general, so I'm not it, surprised I'd never heard of him before. Like, if it's not, you know, Fleetwood Mac, I 
pretty or much. Or Neil right. Diamond. I'm out of touch. I'm out. Yeah. With you there. I'm so fucking Dolly late. Parton. Oh okay. Uh, the same year, Nipsey was nominated at the Grammys for Best Rap Album of the Year. Amazing. So there you go. No- Grammy nominated. Cool. Dang. Right. I know. So on Sunday, March 31st, 2019, so just as we record this, just 10 days ago, um, at around 3.25 p.m., Hustle was fatally shot outside of his store, The Marathon Clothing, in South L.A., Outside no. of his own fucking store? Yep. Oh, Jesus. I hate that. So, I know literally nothing about L.A. geography, but it looks like it's tucked between Crenshaw, Van Ness, and Inglewood, which are names of places that are vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, those places don't necessarily have a positive, <laughs> like, connotation because of rap music. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Definitely, so but you, it was also... Th- I'm sure they sound familiar to a lot of people, but that is not to say that those are, like, bad neighborhoods necessarily. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just I just recognize the names. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's where his store was, and um, he was from Crenshaw, so that makes sense. So the apparel company was co-founded by Hustle in 2016 and 2017, and it sells, like, T-shirts, sweatshirts, jerseys, beanies, actually really cute stuff. Not cute, but attractive stuff cool um this is so sad so nipsey was shot five times in the torso and once in the head oh and jesus al- yeah and allegedly after he'd been shot after he'd been hit twice the shooter was walking away but nipsey lifted his head and said something along the lines of you shot me you got me i'm good Wow. Oh, like implying that it was a retaliatory thing? Like, okay, you're good? Who knows? I mean, he, he had just been shot twice. Like, he was talking, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and at that point, the shooter realized that he was still alive, and so the shooter turned around, walked back, and fired more shots at Nipsey while he was lying on the ground, oh. and then even kicked him. No. So his intention was to kill him. Yeah. Well, the fact that he even, like, turned around and shot more is, like, they're, they're going to talk about that at the trial as premeditation, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so the shooter then ran off into an alleyway, and an unidentified woman who has since been questioned by police and released drove him away from the crime scene. So I don't know for sure because... Some reports said, like, getaway vehicle, but then the fact that this woman has been questioned and released makes me think that she was not in on it or aware. It's also so fresh that there's no there's no way to know right now. Yeah, yeah it's only 10 days old. We don't have the old. information yet. Yeah. yeah. I pictured a fucking Uber. Just like, what? Okay. What? <laughs> <laughs> Get in. Where are we going? Like, oh here's god. a bottle of water. Like, I have no Greg, idea. Greg, is that you? <laughs> oh my god. Um, so two other individuals were also wounded in the shooting, but they've survived. Um, Nipsey's killer was 29-year-old Eric Holder, not the former oh. attorney general. <laughs> I was like, oh uh... no. I pictured Eric Holder. <laughs> 
<laughs> Eric no, Holder, Holder, no. no. <laughs> How far the mighty have fallen. Oh, oh no, no, Eric Holder. <laughs> no, but this this Eric Holder was a, quote, aspiring rapper. We've heard of that course. before. Oh, it's literally Lord. the third murderer to be mentioned on this show described as an aspiring rapper. We Never can't good. all be rappers, folks. Yeah. Quit aspiring. If you're aspiring, you need to have another gig. The okay. world mm-hmm. needs mechanics. We need everything. Mm-hmm. We don't need more rappers. You could be a violinist. Well, you could be a rapper, but when your only thing is to be described as an aspiring rapper, it's a little sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. Quote, police say the killing was motivated by a personal dispute between the two men who they say had a verbal altercation outside the store. So I'm not clear on whether or not they had ever met before, if this altercation they'd had was like on another day or at another time and then this dude came back. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Or if they it was like their first moments meeting each other and they had an altercation and this guy popped off. I don't know the answer. Mm. And we won't know for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. If ever. So right. fresh. So Holder was arrested after a 48-hour manhunt and charged with one count of murder, two counts of attempted murder, and one count of possession of a firearm by a felon um, because he had already served time. Um, he pled not guilty and will be back in court on May 10th. And actually, his defense attorney was one of the prosecutors from the O.J. Simpson trial, oddly enough. Oh, shit. Yeah. Whoa, weird. Yeah. So he is currently being held on $5 million bond, and he's being kept in solitary confinement for his own protection. Damn. Because he yeah, killed a celebrity. Yeah. Um, so wow. Nipsey's murder in broad daylight triggered an outpouring of grief amongst fans and um, – including virtually every major celebrity in hip-hop today. So tributes poured in from, like, Kanye West, Chance the Rapper, J. Cole, Big Sean, Rihanna, Drake, Alicia Keys. Like, everybody was, like, he was, like, he was just making it. He was just, like, breaking through, and he was so talented and, like, struck down in his prime. Like, it's so sad. Mm Mm-hmm. And Nipsey's mother, Angelique Smith, told reporters, quote, I would like for him to be remembered as a humble, spirited, respectful man who had, since his childhood, had an extraordinary and unlimited intellectual capacity. And I've listened now since, like, doing this case, I've listened to a lot of his music, and he really was very talented. Yeah. Um, So sad. And his girlfriend, Lauren London, reacted on Instagram, um writing, quote, I am completely lost. I've lost my best friend, my sanctuary, my protector, my soul. I'm lost without you. We are lost without you, babe. I have no words. Oh, my God. That makes me want to cry. It's so sad. He's got two kids. Yeah. It's just so, so sad. Ugh. Well, thanks for ruining my day, and I know you have more to go. welcome. All right. I do. Okay, so I was just going to do that case, but then... It wasn't sad enough. Well, this next part is sad, but also, like, bizarre. So if that helps. Love it. It does. It really does, okay. actually. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so I was just going to do Nipsey, but then 
this other case happened and I it was like so crazy and wild that I was literally like up in the middle of the night refreshing my news feed waiting for like more reports on this thing. My lord. So I had to cover it. Okay. In 2011, 6-year-old Timothy Pitson's parents parents marriage was on the rocks. That's a tough one. Yeah. Both the marriage and saying parents is this Pitson's parents. Pitson's parents' marriage. marriage. Yeah. <laughs> um, on May 11th, Timothy's father dropped him off at his kindergarten, uh, but when he came to pick up his son at the end of the school day, school officials informed him that at around 8 a.m. that morning, Timothy's mother had come to school and picked him up, citing a, quote, family emergency. Uh-oh. Mm, that doesn't sound right. Yeah, I don't like this. There was no family emergency. Timothy's mother, Amy, had a history of severe mental health issues, including depression, and she had um, attempted suicide previously in the past. How are you supposed to say that? Yeah. You can say attempted suicide. It's just completed suicide and not committed suicide. Oh, okay. 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 After picking her son up from Greenman Elementary School, she took her car to an auto repair shop and dropped it off, and, like, they did work on it. And an employee of the shop drove her and her son to a zoo that was about 45 minutes away. So it really was her who picked him up at 8 o'clock? Yes. Okay. And an auto mechanic employee drove them 45 minutes away? That's excessive. Right. Well, I don't know. Yeah. Pre-Uber, I guess. So surveillance footage shows the mother and son relaxed, enjoying their outing at the zoo, hanging out. Like, no red flags there. Right. Around 3 p.m., they returned to the mechanics. Amy picked up her vehicle, and then they drove an hour and a half north to Gurney, Illinois, where they checked into the Key Lime Cove Resort. Okay, fancy. The next day, they drove to the Wisconsin Dells. Oh, my God. This is taking a dark turn. And then got scurvy immediately. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Over the span of two days, Amy drove over 600 miles, ping-ponging through multiple states with her young son. She did not have her prescription medication to treat her depression with her at the time. Uh Uh-oh. Amy, it, yeah, she she turned her phone off for long stretches of this, presumably to like not be traced, or um, to not be contacted. Yeah, yeah. So she ignored her husband Jim's frantic telephone calls and messages, uh, but on May thirteenth, she phoned multiple other family members. So like two days after she had taken him including her mother and her brother-in-law, and assured them both that she and Timothy were fine. And in the second phone call, Timothy's voice was overheard in the background saying he was hungry but sounding fine. Mm. Like typical just kid complaining, I'm hungry, not like, Mommy, please feed me. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, not like crying, not screaming. Yeah. Okay. At 7.25 p.m. that evening, Amy was spotted on a security camera purchasing paper, a pen, and envelopes at a family dollar in Winnebago. I think Winnebago, Wisconsin. But I don't know. I didn't look it up. Timothy was... Wisconsin. Yeah. 
Timothy was not seen with her on this footage. Okay, so she's alone. Or he's in the car. Or he's in the car. Right. At 11.15 p.m., Amy checked into a motel in Rockford, Illinois. Timothy was not seen with her when she checked in, nor was he spotted with her on surveillance footage when she popped out later that night to a local food mart. And he's six years old. Yeah. So he should be with her Yeah, at Little least young. one of these spots. Yeah. Really young to be left alone. Yeah. The next morning, a motel maid discovered Amy's dead body. She had <gasps> completed suicide by slitting her wrists and overdosing on antihistamines. Oh, Oof. no. Um, Timothy was nowhere to be found. But in her suicide note, Amy wrote that um, he was safe with people who would, quote, care for him. No, I don't like that. Yeah. She added, quote, you will never find him. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. No. Yeah. This case is so crazy. Sounds like he's dead. I know. <laughs> so according to Amy's mother, to whom the note was addressed, Amy'd written that she, quote, felt... This is like a paraphrasing. She felt that her life had come to an end and she was going to end her life and she didn't want to leave Timothy without, quote, good parenting. But, like, his dad was in the picture. Her parents were in the picture. Logic is not a a component in this, I don't think. Well, yeah, I mean, she, she was not taking her medication. She, yeah. The case drew tons of speculation from the public about the fate of young Timothy, whether his mother's claims of giving him away to be cared for were true. Mm-hmm. And, like, if so, who took him? Like, who who would take this kid and not tell the family where he was? Exactly. Also, he's six years old. It's not like he's incapable of speech and thought yeah, at that point. Say, you could say, my name is Timothy Pitson. He even might have some memory. Right. Yeah, especially at that, you know, just a few days later. He right. should be able to tell people who he is and who his parents are and, like, where he lives. Like, something along those lines. Right. Right. So then the other speculation, of course, is that she could have killed him before completing suicide. hmm That's what I would guess. Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we just don't know. In August 2018, the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children debuted an age progression photograph of what then 13-year-old Timothy would likely look like. So go to the drive. I was really hoping you'd have this on the drive. Oh, these age progressions are They're so amazing. uncanny. amazing. The age oh, progression yeah. photograph looks That's not more... not a photograph? No. It looks more real than the actual photo of this child. Yeah, it does. Uh, but how did they get those horrible bangs? I think they're trying to show him, like, what he could look like with two different hairstyles. Oh, like, okay. the forehead, the forehead <laughs> like those size. aren't even. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, that's incredible, though. Mm-hmm. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. yeah. Very impressive. Okay, so why am I talking about this case now in April 2019? I know why, I know why, because it was in my newsfeed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, on April 3rd, 2019, passersby in Newport, Kentucky, called police to report a young man, possibly a teenager, wandering the streets, obviously agitated and in bad physical shape. Mm. 
the boy had Stop run across describing me. <laughs> yeah. I feel personally Panting by after this walking uphill. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> In bad physical shape, obviously <laughs> agitated. <laughs> I meant like roughed up, not like Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the boy had run across a bridge spanning the Ohio River uh, from Cincinnati. Yeah, I'd be fucking agitated, too. (laughs) Yeah, I was in Cincinnati. Now I'm in Kentucky. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, listeners. We're going to get so many emails. Okay. When police arrived... I'm not sorry. When police arrived on the scene, (laughs) the shaken and distraught boy who had bruising on his face said that he was Timothy Pitson and that he'd been held captive by two men in southwestern Ohio for seven years. Whoa. So he had a story. Mm -hmm. Mm. When this came out, like... First of all, this was the, this was the only information, and there were no photos. And like, that's when I was up refreshing my newsfeed. Like, is it him? Is it him? Is it him? Yeah, because you'd yeah. have to know about the crime. You'd have to be approximately a similar age to let that fly, and then you'd have to come back with like a, you know, a backstory. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he didn't well, do watch great. Watch the imposter. Yeah. So he described his captors as two white males of bodybuilder body types. Okay. Which, to me, that's the first red flag. Like, you're with them for seven years, so you don't have any other information about them. Like, Right. You didn't overhear them use a name to each other in seven years? Maybe he was was kept in a box underneath a waterbed for seven years. Yeah. Oh, God. Maybe. uh, I almost just threw up. Okay. I'm just saying, there are there would be reasons why he might not know them. And I know where this story is going, but mm-hmm. devil's advocate, there might be reasons why he wouldn't have any more information than this. Okay. So he also claimed to have been physically and sexually abused by them, which if you're being held captive for seven years, then probably. Mm-hmm. Um, police took him to an emergency room at the Children's Hospital in Cincinnati to like get him checked out. Timothy's family, including his father, were informed about this case, but were not, like, brought to meet him. Um, But they were cautiously optimistic that this might be Timothy, who'd been missing for so long. Of course. They've had no closure. I have mixed feelings about investigators, like... Even we found your son. Like not I know they didn't say that. I know that they probably gave information that was like we've come across somebody who claims to be your son. I understand that. But mm-hmm. I feel like I would want to confirm that first. Well, it so had already hit the drag, news. Uh, I guess, but I mean I I guess, yeah. I don't know. That it just had, sucks. it had already hit the news because he was telling passers by, I'm Timothy oh, Pitson, okay. blah 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 oh, blah blah. Jesus. Okay. Well that's before the police got there. So if the police hadn't called the family and told them what they was going on. Anyway. Yeah, exactly. And imagine the horror of reading that without being contacted. No, that's true. First. I didn't think like, about oh, that God. element. Right. I didn't think about that. But right. if it hadn't hit the news and investigators had done that, I would have been right. like, really, why even fucking bother? Right, right, right. I see what you're saying. Um, but right away, there were signs that this could all be a cruel hoax. Once at the hospital, he declined to let authorities take impressions of his fingerprints. Mm-hmm. 
Jim Pitson later told reporters, quote, the detectives asked him a bunch of questions and he said he didn't have any pets. And I was like, that's wrong. So they asked him, like, did you have any pets before you were taken? Like, whatever. And right. he said no. You do and- not forget a pet. You right. don't. Right. I know. Especially one like, what was Delcy. that? Delcy. 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 Um, detectives also had early doubts, including the impression that this individual didn't carry himself like a 14-year-old boy. Yeah, Um, with a pronounced hunch. Like he, (laughs) (laughs) shuffling. A Uh, pronounced hunch indicative of a 14-year-old boy. He didn't carry a binder in front of his genital region at all times. He didn't carry a weak sexual identity. (laughs) This um, is going to make no sense to anyone listening. I know, because I think this comes out. It's fine. Shh. This comes out before that. No, it doesn't. Does it? Yes. Whatever. Yeah. Listen okay. to the next episode. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm looking um, the time. You two are the worst, but mostly Lucy. I don't care. Around 48 minutes. Don't care. Great. You can edit the episode then. <laughs> All right, continue. Okay, also, literally anyone with eyes could tell that this was not a teenager because this man literally has a Nixon-level 5 o'clock shadow go to the drive. Yes. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Are you fucking kidding me? He's claiming to be 14. He's not. He's 36. (laughs) Wow. He has... Oh, no. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nope. Mm -hmm. He has yeah. a decade of scrub, like, no. Mm-hmm. He's been yeah. growing that beard for a while. Also, mm-hmm. his eyes, like, he's a smoker. Mm-hmm. Also, like, his neck is too thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just he not has, like, 14. lines in his neck. Like, this man is not youthful I wouldn't way. card this man if he came in for no. alcohol. Mm-hmm. No. This man's in his 30s. No. Well... He's younger than you'd think, but he looks like that. He's not that young, I guarantee it. Yeah. Within just 24 hours, when Kenyon got zero hours of sleep, refreshing the news feed. um, Your refresh (laughs) button has, like, worn off. Yeah. (laughs) I have carpal tunnel. Um, (laughs) A DNA test revealed that the individual claiming to be 14-year-old Timothy was actually 23-year-old Brian Michael Arini. So okay. only twenty three, so but who he the looks fuck is this guy? Thirty three. He does. Yeah, he is rode hard and put away wet for a twenty three yeah. year old. Yeah, and he's well, he, definitely not fourteen. Go fuck yourself. He's been through some shit. He has perpetrated a lot of shit. So, Rini was released from the Belmont Correctional Institution less than one month before he perpetrated this hoax. Uh, he served 14 months in prison for burglary and vandalism. Ooh, dear. He'd also twice before falsely portrayed himself to authorities as a youth who had been the victim of sex trafficking. Okay, seriously, stop. So this is his third attempt to do this. Yeah, I don't like it. Um, he also once pretended to be a prospective home buyer to gain access to a house that was for sale, where he later threw a party that he'd promoted on Facebook. 
Oh my god, incredible. <laughs> and it cost the owners of the home thousands of dollars in damages. Oh no. Which didn't we oh, no. go to a party like that in high school? Yes, didn't? yes, 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 yes. We shouldn't talk about that. <laughs> we attended. We did not throw it or promote it on Facebook. I mean, no. One of us promoted. <laughs> yeah. Well, we didn't have Facebook one of at the us time. Boys yeah. pre-Facebook had the hookup. I definitely remember receiving strips of paper that served as a flyer and distributing 1, them in the Oh my god! I didn't know you were that involved. Okay. Moving that was on. a fantastic party. It was, it was, it was the like, only party of my entire high school experience that felt like can't hardly wait. Exactly. Yes. It felt yes. like can't hardly wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that really was did. a show home that we mm-hmm. definitely destroyed. Okay. Let's not talk about this anymore. It was amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> Remy admitted to we both. We all get arrested. There's no statute of limitations on real estate crimes. Um, better be. That was in like 2003. Eat entering me. a house. Yeah, we're fine. Oh my God. All right. Rini admitted to agents that he had recently watched an episode of 2020 about Timothy's case, which gave him the inspiration to totally jerk around this missing child's family for shits and giggles. Piece I of shit. It. I, I hate fucking it. hate it so much. The imposter now faces criminal charges for making false statements to federal law enforcement, which can carry a sentence of up to eight years in prison. And given that this is his third time doing this and he's already a felon. Yeah, fuck that guy. Hopefully he does get eight years in prison. And when he gets out, he can pretend to be a 12-year-old. Jesus Christ. Um, in an interview with NBC News, Timothy's father likened the horrible ordeal to, quote, a scab being ripped open. But he did say that there was some shred of a silver lining at the same time because it could generate new leads in his son's case. So, yep. qu- quote, exposure helps get his face back out there. James Pitson fervently believes that his son is still alive. He's absolutely Aww. correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, this is really sad, but there's renewed interest, so mm-hmm. there's that. Yeah, so there are photos yeah, of Timothy on the blog. We've got a new page now on the website, finally, for Gossip at the Corpse Cart photos and he stuff. Looks so, Timothy looks so fucking sweet and cute. I know, he's adorable. What a sweet I know, baby. and I hate, I hate to be like a naysayer obviously it would be amazing if he were still alive somewhere but i just i'm betting that the mom killed him honestly given that background feel like that's unlikely and that makes me incredibly sad yeah Yeah, the i mean closure is what we can hope for for Mm -hmm. sure so yeah we don't know we don't know what happened although i just think it's unlikely that she could have found someone who would take him. Right. And, and keep that it she, a secret like that. And who she would trust in her state of mind at the time to be like, right. oh, yeah, you'll take care of my son. And also, mm. like, I'm sure investigators, like, looked through her internet history, looked through her email messages, looked through her phone messages, and, like, right. there weren't any leads of, like, hey, you want a kid I don't know. Yeah. It's just so sad. The whole aspect of that 
level of mental illness with his mother is just really, really sad. I know. And when and when she was doing well, apparently she was like a really great mom, very close with her son. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's really sad. Okay. Well, now a word from our sponsors. <laughs> yeah. Do it. If you're like me, nothing hits the spot quite like an alcoholic bevy or two to unwind after work or podcasting or celebrating with your friends. Casual Tuesday. Casual Tuesday. (laughs) Hanging with your gal pals, talking about crime. Crying in the bathroom. (laughs) No, just me. Just you. But (laughs) let's be honest. Once you hit the age of 25 to 30 or 31 like myself, Mm. Uh, even moderate responsible drinking can leave you feeling less than 100% the next day. A little groggy, a little headachey, just like a little bit Mm. slow on the uptake. The puns aren't rolling off the tongue quite as quick. Oh, no. (laughs) A fate worse than death. It's a problem. (laughs) Cheers' after alcohol aid lets you enjoy a few drinks without worrying about how you'll feel tomorrow. This... Mm. This works. Mm-hmm. I have tried it a few times, and I'm really shocked at how great I feel the next day. Nothing's blurry. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I, I sleep really well, which, mm-hmm. you know, after a few glasses of wine isn't always the case. It's just sort of like, mm. you know, light sleeping, not you're always, like, getting up for a glass of water. You know what I mean? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the next day, I'm just, like, sharper than... than Normal, even after not drinking the next. <laughs> Just the night take before. this every night. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> essentially, it's it's yeah, it really works. And even if you're not, you know, going nuts with the wine, just a couple glasses of wine, that really can have mm. an impact after the age of thirty. Which mm-hmm. <laughs> clearly, we're seriously, you. I like can't drink the way that I used to, and I always thought that was one of those like cautionary tales that older people tell you. And I didn't realize how real that was, and mm-hmm. I feel it so hard. So this has been like an absolute godsend. Especially it, after really... we record a drunk dive. <laughs> oh my yeah. lord! Yeah, or we do our like three episodes in a row, mm-hmm. crazy days. Mm-hmm. I have to clear Need my schedule for the next mm-hmm. day after a drunk dive. So mm-hmm. the cheers really is a godsend. So to use mm-hmm. cheers, you simply take two to four capsules after your last alcoholic beverage or before you go to bed. If you don't wake up feeling at least 50% better the next day, you will get your money back guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Amazing. It's so They're cool. serious about it. To order, visit cheershealth.com and enter promo code GALS at checkout to get 10% off your first order and a free gift. Woo! Mama loves a free gift. Mm-hmm. Once again, that is cheershealth.com and promo code GALS for 10% off and a free gift with your first order. It is seriously the best thing to happen to alcohol since alcohol. <laughs> Run, don't walk to cheershealth.com. Use that promo code GALS and get 10% off and a free gift with your first order. Mm-hmm. Treat your liver. Trade it. Whatever scent you may be wearing, you have good taste. 
and you know what you like. Mm -hmm. But your great taste is also expensive. Hi. Mm -hmm. And you end up with a shelf full of half-used bottles. Seriously, you should come into my bathroom. It is like a perfume bottle graveyard. I have (laughs) bottles of perfume left over from like 2008. Uh, oh, I know. Middle school. Yeah. Yeah. I still have like a Paris Hilton bottle with like three <laughs> drops left in the spray. Can't give it up. I can't give it up. Or you've been wearing the same two perfumes, Paris Hilton, for years <laughs> since 2005. Because going to buy a new one is a hassle. But with Scentbird, we found a way to have great taste and mix up our fragrance routine without breaking the bank. Mm-hmm. So Scentbird is a luxury fragrance subscription service for perfumes and colognes. And it's a nice way for you to discover new perfumes and colognes without having to buy the entire bottle which is amazing, Mm. and have it sit in your guest bathroom for a decade. Um, They have more than 450 designer brands for you to choose a perfume or cologne from each month. So that includes Prada, Tom Ford, Versace, uh, Dolce & Gabbana, Cartier, Glossier, Mm. Gucci, Calvin Klein, and more. So you can try the brands that you want, and they're the real perfumes and colognes. They're not knockoffs. They are the Mm -hmm. real deal, people. Um, So you just choose the perfume that you want to try, and they will send you a 30-day supply. It's in, like, a cute little, like, very travel-friendly spray bottle. Very. They're so cute. They, like, twist up. Like, there's not even a cap. And like a little velvet bag. It's it's mm-hmm. beautiful packaging. And so each of these little bottles, um, they're not even that little, but they, they have 120 sprays, which is enough to apply more than four times daily for a month. I don't apply my perfume four times daily, so these suckers last me a long It'll time. Last, yeah. You might if yeah. you can just pop it in your purse for the day. That's true. I have Ooh. done that because mm-hmm. they're so travel friendly. I mean, they're just fantastic. Mm-hmm. I've been loving uh, a Glossier scent that I ordered. Um, they're just so fun. I just feel so grown up using Scentbird. Mm. I am trash. <laughs> Beach Hut Woman. Beach, Beach Hut, Hut woman. woman. The three of us all ordered Beach Hut Woman. It's In time great. for Florida, and we were really crushing it. <laughs> We really were. And with an exclusive offer just for our listeners, you can get 50% off your first month today. Get out of here. No, I won't. That is $7.50 for your first fragrance. That's a killer deal. Yeah, that's amazing. So go to scentbird.com forward slash gals and use our code gals, that's G-A-L-S, for 50% off your first month. Again, that is scentbird.com, S-C-E-N-T-B-I-R-D.com forward slash G-A-L-S for you to try your first perfume or cologne for $7.50. Sign on, smell amazing, treat mm. yo scent. Treat yo yes. spritz. Oh. And now for the coroner corner. I love it. (laughs) So initially my mother sent me this obituary um, because it is fresh out of Spillville, Iowa. (laughs) But after she sent it to me, um, like no fewer than 25 other people (laughs) sent it to me also. (laughs) Nice. So those people include... Lisa Pollard on Twitter, Kelsey Belial, oh no, mm. Belisle, mm-hmm. Tiffany 
Smisky, Cernsky, Chelsea <laughs> Avril, Amanda Gubo, Shonda Jorgensen, and oh a few others. But I thought nice. I'd give you a little shout out. Mm-hmm. So great. Okay, so I will say that this obit starts a little slow, but trust me, it ramps up. So just okay. hang in here with me. Nice. <clears throat> okay, so Tim Schrant, age 63 of Spillville, Iowa, died on Friday, March 29th, 2019 at Gunderson Health Systems in La Crosse, Wisconsin after a short battle with cancer. Hmm. Tim Schrant made his last inappropriate comment on March 29th, 2019. If you're wondering why you if you are wondering if you may have ever met him, you didn't because you would remember him. <laughs> Oh the, my God. For those of you that did meet him, we apologize as we're sure he probably offended you. He was world renowned for not holding back and telling it like it is. Oh, God. Tim was born to William Schrant and Mary Manning on June 11th, 1955, 100 years too late. Given Tim's demeanor, he would have been the perfect weathered cowboy in the Old West or rough and tough pioneer, or maybe he just should have been Amish. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Tim Tim was the fourth of eight kids, the bottom rung of the top tier, which were the big kids. Instead of taking his place on that rung, listening to the older kids and doing as he was told, he decided to anoint himself king of the four little kids. Yep. (laughs) Smart. Obviously. He's an entrepreneur. Yeah. Tim spent his childhood and early adulthood ordering them around and in general tormenting them. He was a great orator. Not like Shakespeare, but more like Yogi Berra, as he always had something to say and always had to get in the last word. His position as king and orator was challenged by the nuns at St. Westenslaus School in Spillville. Oh, my God. He, he may have met his match. We're not saying the nuns won, but they put up a good fight, and we mean literally. He got into a fisticuffs with a nun. <laughs> oh, no. my God. Like literally no backstory. Fisticuffs. Lucy, in do, you fairness, remember, she, do you remember when that... That fellow teacher of ours in China got punched in the face by her student, and the only Chinese she could muster was, boo how, boo. <laughs> Not good. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I do. I do remember that. Um, in fairness, the nun probably started it. You didn't take a swing at Tim and not expect one back. <laughs> oh, my God. Tim's fondness for authority, that is, his own, not others, followed <laughs> Him to South Winnesheek High School in Kalmar and later into the Army. This provided for many interesting episodes and stories, detentions and demotions, and a few run-ins with the law, not just locally, but globally. Again, oh, no. no background into that. <laughs> Tim worked at the Camcar Stanley Black & Decker in Decorah as a tool and die maker for 30-plus years. Tim worked with many friends and, quote, a bunch of morons. His words, not ours. <laughs> well, not exactly his words, because that would have included a bunch of swears. <laughs> swears. Tim leaves behind a hell of a lot of stuff that his family doesn't know what to do with, so if you're <laughs> looking for a Virgin Mary in a bathtub shrine, you Catholics oh know what we're talking about. You should wait the appropriate amount of time and get in touch with them. Tomorrow oh my God. would be fine. Oh my God. Lucy! <laughs> you need no. that. Have you been in touch? 
I mean, Have I don't need any more in shit touch. in my life, but I love where this is going. In addition to his stuff, he leaves behind two great boys who he was extremely proud of. Cody and Josh were the product of his marriage to Crystal Hilmer. He will be missed by his two granddaughters that he adored and taught to cuss, Peyton and McKenna. <laughs> of course. Oh, my God. So, of course. Peyton and McKenna. It. That was one of my favorite parts. Peyton and McKenna were his granddaughters who he taught to cuss. Oh. Also left to keep the stories alive, but damn, there won't be any new material, are his mother, Mary Manning, and siblings, Mike, uh, Marty, Becky, Bill, Pam, Peter, and many nieces, nephews, and cousins that wanted to hang out near him because you just knew he was going to say or do something good. It's not that he was such a great storyteller. It's that he was the story. Mm-hmm. To his siblings' amazement, he was actually able to snag a good woman, Cheryl Murray, and hold on to her for the past 13 years, and as far as we know, restraints were not used. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Terrible. (laughs) Tim also created great memories and stories for Cheryl's kids, Alex and Samantha and grandkids, Tatum and Grace. He, he will be having a reunion with his infant daughter, Ashley, his brother, Duke, his dad, Bill, many aunts and uncles, and a handful of cousins that passed before him. Tim was in charge of getting the beer and ice for our family reunion, so they will be happy to see him. <laughs> oh, my God. A common line in obituaries is, he never met a stranger. And in Tim's case, he never met a rule he couldn't break, a boundary he couldn't push, a line he couldn't cross, and a story he couldn't stretch. Yes. Another another common obituary phrase is, he'd give the shirt off his back. Well, Tim was prepared to do that, and he could do it quickly because he always wore his shirts unbuttoned three quarters of the way down. <laughs> Tim, Tim was anything oh. but common. Oh, my Despite God. his crusty exterior, <gasps> cutting oh. remarks, and stubbornness, there is actual evidence that he was a loving, giving, and caring person. That evidence is the deep sorrow and pain in our hearts that his family feels from his passing. That's so sweet. Tim led a good life and had a peaceful death, but the transition was a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. I love swearing in an obituary. Yeah, it's so good. And for the record, he did not lose his battle with cancer. When he died, the cancer died, so technically it was a tie. Mm-hmm. He was ready oh, to I meet like that. He was ready to meet his maker and we're just not sure the maker is ready to meet him. Good <laughs> luck, God. <laughs> uh, he's your problem now. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> okay, oh so that's God. Tim's obit and I fucking love, I love it. it. And I'm going to start saving for my obituary so it can be yep. 3 pages long in print. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, it's not by page, it's by character, Word. as I learned when I wrote Amanda's dog's obituary. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm going to start a fund and be like, look, these are the amount of characters that I have saved for my entire <laughs> life. I've already written my own obit. I need you to just fucking pay for it now. Okay, yep. so the rest of my segment, if you would recall last week when I talked about that maybe a story, maybe not a story about the girl who developed a mouth infection after making out with a guy who may or may not have been a cannibal in Mexico. Yep. Yes. Yep. Okay. So many, many people <laughs> sent me stories in related to that. So I have three of them for you, which I will read yes. now. 
this. Okay. The first one is from uh, Sierra R. Sierra R. on Instagram. Nailed it. Mm, good job. Okay. So Sierra R. says, okay, listening to court, listening to Gossip of the Corpse Cart today, and I have a super similar story for to the PCB spring break human flesh rash. Ha ha. Oh, good. <laughs> so a few years ago, my friend was in college, and she told she was told that a group of her friends had went to Vegas for spring break the year before. She was told that a friend of a friend had woken up on their third day or so in Vegas with a black ring around her mouth. Oh, no. no. After, oh, after, no. Yeah, you can see where this is going. After scrubbing for an amount of time and trying to remove the ring, she went to the doctor who told her that it was a fungus that you could receive from being in contact with corpses. No. No. Apparently, she had hooked up with a guy on her first night there and given him a blowjob. That story goes. The story goes that she found out that he worked in a morgue. No, this I think this is creepy pasta. Yeah, oh. and that. Uh, oh my god, I lost it. Uh, apparently, she hooked up with a guy in morgue, gave him a blowjob. Yes, morgue, and then his penis <laughs> yada, had yada, been yada. In, and been in contact with various dead bodies. Super similar to your story. I found it hilarious, and I'm starting to think it might just be an urban legend. Anywho, love listening. Have a great day. Oh <laughs> Amazing. my god. Okay, so that's the first one. This one, actually, I'm going to save that one for last. Okay, this second one is from Lydia Elsden, who emailed and said, um, okay, hey, gals, I just finished listening to this month's gossip at the corpse cart, and I was reminded of a pretty similar story. So this is from a friend of a friend of a friend of mine who went on a Tinder date in Toronto, and normally, uh, this is me talking, if it's a story from, like, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend, like, I'll just disregard it. But this one was so bonkers that I just had to... I'm assuming that it's true. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay. So this is in Toronto. They went out for a meal. The dude seemed fine. So when he asked her on a second date, she said yes. He wanted to cook her dinner at his apartment. So she goes over, and apparently his apartment was kind of weird. Like, he didn't have a lot of furniture or anything. But he just said, oh, I just moved here. At this point, uh, at this point, flag. she it was, was covered to in get a, plastic tarps. She yeah. was starting to I'm no, painting. there's nothing. There's nothing. She was starting to get a bad gut feeling. After mm-hmm. the meal, he was super, super insistent and pushy that she stay over, which is way creepy. And she nope. said no, and she left. Good girl. Mm. The next morning, she got super, super sick, rushed to the hospital, and they did a bunch of tests on her. They asked her when she last ate, which was at the dude's house, because she had some super rare infection that's caused by a contaminant only found when a person consumes human flesh. Damn. Oh, Oh, no. Lydia writes, I think I just barfed in my mouth. Oh, So they obviously reported this guy. She gave all his info, his address, name, etc., but when the police searched his apartment, he was gone. No. Just vanished, and the no. apartment was being rented under a different name, so they have no idea who this guy actually was. Oh, L- quote like I'm so fucking creeped out just thinking about it. After Lucy's story, all I can think of it, it is it the same guy? Oh my lord! Okay, People so there's in that. Then- Toronto. Be careful about your Tinder dates. People everywhere. Okay. People everywhere. Yeah. Literally everybody in dates. Canada, because this is my last reading for my section and it is the worst oh. and this is from af 
who gave me permission to use their name, but I also have no idea how to pronounce their last name, so I'm not even going to oh go there. God. It's from Af. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much, Af, for this. <laughs> Af writes, what up, bitches? <laughs> <laughs> Love it already. I have a real fucked up story to tell that truly made me almost fully pass out when I heard it. It is incredible, and the person who told it to me has no reason to lie about it, but I will preface by saying that I tried really hard to research this on my own, but this happened to a Canadian in Mexico, and, uh, number one, googling anything about dead bodies or murder in Mexico will bring up approximately 75 million results, and number two, Canadian median would like, Canadian media would likely not publish it due to privacy anyway. So we're just taking AF's word for it here. Okay. Love it. That being said, the person who this happened to told my best friend directly, and neither of them have any reason to lie or embellish anything, so I'm going to choose to believe it's true, as are we all. Okay. 100%. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Buckle me. I'm not ready. Up. I'm not ready, but <laughs> I believe it's true. Here we go. Just go into it with full belief. Oh, no. Okay. So this group of friends go to an all-inclusive resort in Mexico for a little girl's trip. Amazing. Love it. On board. While they're there, one of the girls is hitting it off with one of the staff members at the resort. He's really kind to her, very sweet, nothing seems wrong with him. Ha ha, bitch, you thought. (laughs) 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 All right, Af, your writing chops are great. I am love Af's email. Af can write all of our cases from now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right? So on their last day there, the guy asks her out for dinner, saying that he'd like to make her dinner and have a romantic evening together. Since he I'm never w- letting a man cook for me again. Right? Like, I'm done. Apparently I not. I want to see you unwrap the frozen pizza. Yep. That's the only way I'm letting you cook for me. <laughs> it's like just unwrapping the tattoo equipment in packaging. front of me. Just fucking yep. wait. I can't. Okay, so this guy worked for the resort and had been respectful the whole week, and so she wanted to go to dinner with him. Her smart friends were like, absolutely fucking not. But she wanted to go so badly that they gave in with the caveat that they would drop her off at his house and then pick her up at a specific time from his house. Which, like, Still not if enough. I'm in that position, that's the best you can really do, honestly. Yeah. Also, like, have a yes. cell phone. Mm, I'd be like, cool, I'm going to come with you, bang him all you want, but I'm going to be in the other room. I'm yeah. sitting in the other room. Yeah. <laughs> have him bring a nice platonic friend so it's not mm. too weird. Eh, I don't want to we make conversation. A country. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is what they this is what Canadians do apparently. So they drop her off. She has dinner with him. Everything's good and nice. They pick her up with no hassle. Everything seems great and that is spelled G R numerical 8. So like <laughs> Love it. It's great. Mhm. Since it's the last night, they all decide to go out partying, and the girl gets real drunk, is throwing up, etc. The next day, she's super hungover and puking. On the plane that day, she's still sick. She's still puking. At home, she's still sick and still Uh puking for the next two days. That's not a hangover, honey. That is not a hangover. So she finally goes to the hospital and they do tests, assuming she's picked up a bad bug in Mexico. It's not that uncommon. Right. Totally. They keep her there overnight and the next day in walk some RCMP, which is uh, Royal Royal Canadian Canadian Mountain Mountain Police. Police. There we go. I almost said Rocky Mountain. That didn't (laughs) Rocky Mountain Police. Rocky Mountain Oyster Police. (laughs) It's those cute little Canadian cops with the fucking hats on the horses. I love it. 
Yeah, Mounties. Blue Oyster Cult Police. Please. <laughs> blue Oyster Cult Police. Which is just Blue Oyster Cult with a cameo by Sting. <laughs> this is Fish Police. Some 311 Police. I love it. Okay. 311. Yes. Amber is the color. Of mm. your energy. Of your conviction. You have the right to remain amber as the color. Okay, okay all right. Amber alert. Stop this right now. <laughs> they ask her what, where she's been, what she's eaten, where she went out, etc. She tells them that she stayed at the resort the entire time. Oh, except for that last night when this nice guy made dinner for her. They said, okay. They take down the info of the resort and then they leave. Three days later, by which time she's like healed and healthy... They come back and tell her that they have contacted the Mexican police who have raided this man's house. <laughs> are you ready for this? Mm, I don't no. think you are. Mm. And found human remains in his freezer. No. Oh, what is with all no, no, the names? No, 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 no. Why People are trying to force feed men cannibals? Feeding unsuspecting women <laughs> human remains. Why Afri- is this F writes BRB. I'm throwing up even writing this down. Oh, god damn it! Which, like, I get it. Seriously, no man is allowed to cook for me. It's done. Consent okay, so they continue. is key. She could have been into it. You didn't know because you didn't nope. ask. Cooking I mean, dates like the, are canceled. Right. It's like the weed cookies. Mm-hmm. Yep. I want consent before eating human flesh. It's risky. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You should probably disclose what's in them. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so AF continues. So I guess what happened was that the bacteria or bug or whatever that had been found when she went to the hospital was so unusual for anyone eating regular meat that the hospital people notified the cops and a uh, yeah, girl definitely ate human remains. Oh my Holy god. Shit. From what I've been told, he's in prison now and will be for a while. I'd fucking hope so. I know that he definitely killed the body that he fed her, oh hence the prison my god. thing. But I can't remember if they told me he'd killed multiple or just that one. And I don't want to wrongly speculate um, or that his intentions with her had her friends not seen his house and arranged to pick up time. Mm-hmm. Right. But Would've like might also have been to kill her. You're going to kill someone and then feed it to a stranger. That's not the first I, person you've killed. I'm sorry. It's I just mean, not. there's no mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. that's some deep seated creepy shit. Mm-hmm. Right. So thank you, Ash. What was you, what was the meal presented as? Oh that's yeah, that's I how they know. end the the email. It was P.S. It was stew. Yeah, <gasps> I oh, almost oh, forgot the best part. I just oh. had Buff Bourguignon for dinner. I okay, well you're not gonna have that again. Stew, <laughs> and this has definitely not ruined it. I will still eat stew. Yeah, it's like your aphrodisiac food. It really, it's my oysters. Oh, my Lord. Oh, I'm going to Google this and find it if it's real. Yeah, well. There you go. What is it? Toronto? Did she say Toronto or was it the other one? I don't know. That was the other one. Canadians in Mexico. Yeah. Good Lord. No, the first one was Toronto. This was not Toronto. This was Mexico. I got it. Don't worry. We need better vetting of your participants mm-hmm. yeah there should be what, like some vetting like tinder needs to vet better who can be on tinder mm-hmm. i mean maybe some people are into it like don't shame 
I'm cannibal a shame. bit gonna shame eating human flesh. A little bit. Well, I feel personally attacked. Oh my god. I kind of want well, this episode to just fade out as we're talking about <laughs> as we're arguing over this. <laughs> I don't. I'd rather folks. say goodbye right now. Goodbye. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you for Talk listening, you and month. I'm gonna go make myself some pork. Email us some more obits, long pigs. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, 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 yes. You yes. can also just email me stories, not just these two bitches. Just say I know. Make sure you label correctly who goes to what goes to whom. Send me your funny headlines. Send Kenyon your more in-depth stories that you are interested in getting covered. And Lucy more of the, like, obit coroner creepy Mm -hmm. nonsense. For me, recent in-depth stories. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Thanks, guys. You have your homework. We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.